Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com stuffpodcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com stuffpodcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Colin. I'm Ray. I'm Hunter. Oh, I'm Hunter. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and we have a special guest today, uh, Hunter Smoke. Uh, I've known him for a while. Uh, I um, When I first joined the Fable first, I didn't have that many friends, and I, uh, and I started talking to Hunter, and he has accomplished a lot in these um, past couple of years. Um, he's even been to the uh red carpet premiere solo um he was the first person to make hunter um uh like the character hunter even though his name, name is hunter uh uh, f- uh for the 501st legion uh um and he he's awesome and right now he's working at star killer and a couple other characters but uh we'll talk about him at the end of the episode right now we are going to dive into the news that happened this week let's get into it all right, the huge news, I think, and personally, I think we've all kind of foreseen. Uh, Dave Filoni has officially been listed as the executive creative director on the Lucasfilm website. And yeah. according to Variety, he was actually promoted last summer. So he's held the title for almost a year. And now this makes him only have to answer to maybe Kathleen Kennedy and one or two executives possibly. I, I don't think we're exactly clear on that, but I think this is the title that we all really wanted Dave to have just kind of the o- overseer of creative at Lucasfilm. What are your guys thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, so as you said, like variety reported that he's had this title for a while. Um, and really, like, as far as what we've seen him doing, it almost seems like, like, it does seem like he's had this title for a while. Um, and it makes sense that he, like, finally has uh, a name for what he's been doing. But it does really seem that he's had a hand in everything for quite a while, especially through the development of Clone Wars and the Mandalorian um, and, and now Bad Batch. Uh, so, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm just curious why it took so long for them to update the um, to officially update his title, like on like for the public, probably COVID. Well, yeah, that just but... slows everything down. So that's my only guess. Hmm. But I mean, this is basically just the website update, right? To like right. announce it. Yeah, yeah. Just somebody noticed it online. Somebody visited the Lucasfilm website. Yeah, talked about it. Spread like wildfire. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. it feels to me like it was on purpose. Because it, it seems like there's been fanfare for other promotions, sort of like uh, Michelle Rejwan. Um, maybe Dave was asked, hey, do you want to have uh, something put out for the media? Maybe he just was humble and said, no, that's that's all right. It, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds like a really Dave way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah the- I. 
I never I never knew what the kind of standing Kathleen Kennedy had with Dave Filoni up until the Mandalorian panel happened that Colin attended in Chicago celebration where she called him a rock star. And, and I thought like, okay, I can kind of have a sigh of relief there that he, he, Dave is on Kathleen's kind of radar and good side there. Yeah. I, um, uh, uh, I think, uh, I think Hunter was at the Clone Wars panel too, right? Uh, there was a little fiasco with that panel. So I was supposed to be in there in in armor and then we were given the green light all the way up to the panel. And then right before you're supposed to walk in the fire, one of the security managers was like, uh, nope. So there's just a bunch of sad clones standing outside (laughs) that arena. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, geez. Yeah. Um, that, that, that really feels like a lifetime ago, uh, I mean, but I, I feel like any room that that we're in with Dave Filoni, it's just fantastic um, yeah. uh, because of he really has um, helped Star Wars grow even more. And in, in the past couple of years, like, yes, with Clone Wars, but then there was Rebels and Mandalorian. And and now we're getting more shows like Ahsoka. It's, it's just going to keep going. And now that he has this higher up position, even though he's had it for a year, like you really can tell that like it like Star Wars is growing more than it has ever in a long time and we've been talking about it on the podcast forever that star wars needs a position like what marvel has with kevin feige and now it feels like dave is in that seat more or less where he's going to oversee and have a plan for the future of star wars and make everything connected and of course we all knew that ahsoka and the mandalorian and book of boba fett was all going to be connected and also Variety reported that Rangers of the New Republic is currently not in active development. It's not canceled. Yeah. They said it's not an active development. So we still may get it in the future. And of course, we talked about it before on the podcast that allegedly Cara Dune was going to be a main character in that series. But uh, what do you guys think of, of Rangers of the New Republic not being in active development? I saw that, um, and I think we've talked about this too. Is that Harrison Dula would um, was rumored to to replace her character? So now I'm curious of what they're um, trying to do because if they do recast her, I mean, they've they've really never re. I mean, try and help me um, with this, but I don't know if they've ever really recasted a Star Wars character before. Like, I mean, I mean there's Han in Solo. Oh well, 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 well. I am. <laughs> you mean like, fired and then recasted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. like I mean, uh, that is a different situation because he's playing the younger version. I yeah, am. Yeah. I'm talking about the character, like just, um, just being the same but with a different actor, mm-hmm. um, not like the younger version. So, I, I hope that it comes back because of they they were trying to build something in a couple episodes of the mandalorian uh, where the new republic pilots were talking to her and that kind of set something up and then now we're not just going to get it that's that's kind of disappointing so hopefully we'll see in a couple of years and we all know that um ahsoka uh rangers of the new republic the book of boba fett and mandalorian are all gonna build up to this final big battle um this huge event and it's it's going to be awesome. It's just we have no idea how long it's going to be until we see that. So yeah. um, it, it's sad that that the show is no, no longer in active development. I think 
if Cara Dune was really going to be like a pivotal character in the series, that it would make sense that they have to put it on pause because they likely had a bunch of things developed for the series. And now that they don't have the actor for the character, they probably have to figure out if they're going to recast or just rewrite. And if they recast, they're not going to want to recast her really quickly, like directly after Mandalorian. I feel like they're going to want at least like a little bit of gap to let people kind of forget everything that happened for the most part uh, to bring in a fresh face for it and not have it be so jarring. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, talking about like just giving, giving people space. Cause obviously it was kind of a controversial thing for a lot of people when they fired her. Um, and I think knowing Disney, they would definitely like recast like Colin was saying and go and do that going forward just for like the sake of the character. Um, but I do, to me, this doesn't feel like they're stopping production and just like getting rid of it. It's, I mean, they revealed a ton of stuff um, on that investor day. So for them to just kind of delay one of these, what I think, wasn't there like 10 shows that they talked about or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like they can do all those at once. Um, so them delaying that works for them, works for the public. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it's, I, I, I'm personally, I'm not worried about it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. A lot like Ryan Johnson, when he was given that trilogy, I thought, man, that's going to be a lot of work. And Dave right now, he's spinning a lot of plates. He's got bad batch going on. He's doing Ahsoka. He's, he's doing the Mandalorian season three. I mean, he's doing a lot of stuff already. And to have that show kind of like lifted off of his shoulders, so to speak. I yeah. think it's it's it might help us more so than anything, and yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of work, man, that that guy's involved with. Mm -hmm. But I think we all can agree that that I think he's the one person that we all wanted to be a creative executive and have everything kind of hit his desk first before it goes out and gets. Bumped. Yeah, and I think it was you, David, who kind of compared him to uh, Kevin Feige for Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see going forward if he starts to kind of be in more of an oversight role like uh, Kevin is instead of uh, like directly involved. I mean, now you see a lot with Bad Batch. He's he's not writing all the episodes and same with uh, Mandalorian and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how his role changes and as far as what he directly does. So do you think his last test was live action Kathleen Kennedy? needed to see what he was going to do in a live action forum for him to get this role because that's all he had left on his resume to do. And of course he knocked it out of the park with oh, season yeah. one and season two. So. Yeah, yeah, I would for sure think that has something to do with it. Um, Cause yeah. he was, he was basically George's understudy all through um, the development of the early seasons of Clone Wars. And um, that was, I, I definitely agree. That was like his final test to see if he can actually handle everything. And, because it, it, the production is very different for an animated series versus a um, versus a live action one, and transitioning from directing and development, developing and um, pushing a story forward through live action format is is very different. Um, and obviously, we've seen that he's super talented um, in in both respects. So I think I definitely feel that Kathleen Kennedy was probably keeping an eye on him um, for that reason. Yeah, the uh, the uh, second season of The Mandalorian just felt like a movie every time. Mm -hmm. And 
And I remember watching that first episode, even even though John Favreau directed it, like y- you could tell that Dave Filoni helped with it, and uh, and it just blew everyone away. And I'm glad that that with every new Star Wars project coming out, and it's probably a big help because of Dave Filoni, but it does feel like a bigger deal than it is. Um, uh, because of the way that he helps write the episodes and the way that he directs it. Like that first episode of Bad Batch, I mean, you know Dave Filoni helped with that. And and the first 10 minutes was just like a present like on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. It, it was awesome. And I loved every second of it. And I can't wait to see uh, like what the future holds for Dave Filoni in the world of Star Wars because he's done such a phenomenal job. Yeah. I mean, because of his close association with George working on the corners mm-hmm. and stuff, Dave now kind of has like the Lucas touch. So yeah. all the stuff that he works on, you can tell has like a certain feel and it feels very right and very Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 it's, it's kind of interesting to think about like, I wonder what Star Wars would be like if Dave Filoni wasn't part of it. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like Clone Wars would not be the same. I, I I mean, George, I mean, George Lucas would, you know, would still have involvement, but like it just would not be the same. And, and we probably wouldn't even have, you know what, Ahsoka wouldn't even exist. Like, like Ahsoka wouldn't be there because of that was Dave Filoni's idea. So um, it's just crazy to think about, like, if Dave Filoni had no involvement in Star Wars, there would be a lot of things that we love and adore that we would not have today. So um, I can't wait to see what he has in store for the future yeah i think it has a star wars stuff podcast seal of approval (laughs) so in other news of uh merch dropping right after i leave galaxy's edge the dark saber was released at doc ondars i was so mad bro i i (laughs) I was 15 minutes away and uh uh and they keep like just putting new um stuff there without even announcing it like i i mean they 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 made this big deal a couple of months ago about what the next saber was going to be and everyone voted it was going to be the saber from jedi fallen order and and that was huge and then all of a sudden they like on one monday they like just dropped the the uh, uh, the lightsaber that Ray uses at the end of Rise of Skywalker. And I'm then, so mad about that. Yeah, and uh, and and then the next Monday it's it, it was the dark saber. So I'm thinking maybe this Monday they like might drop a new saber. I if if they don't, then they don't. But it's it's been a pattern. So <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be Qui Gon Jinn's because that would be a cool saber mm. to have because if his is so clean, it's uh, oh it's perfect. Well, it fit with the Maul and the Obi Wan episode one sabers that they have too. Right, so. right, right, exactly. And um, uh, I so 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 David's been there, Ray's been there, Hunter. You haven't been there yet, right? No, I have not. I was supposed to go the day that they closed the parks for COVID. Okay. Oh, well, oh yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So so I I, I told you like w- when you're free and you want to come, just hit me up and we can totally yeah, man. go man uh maybe yeah. when i'm down there for megacon in august yeah yeah yep yeah, yeah yeah oh shoot wow yeah no yeah, and, and 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 the other great thing is is that conventions are starting to happen again mm-hmm. uh, i i know for michigan for for all of us um they are doing motor city comic-con again and and that was one of like the best cons mm-hmm. i'm so glad that that's coming back and so it's just nice the world is slowly going back to normal because i haven't trooped over a year and a half I like I, yeah. I I I um uh we we did stuff for for my engagement last year. I never got to suit up, but I got to see everyone suit up. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that like things are slowly going back to normal because 
just wearing those suits and just making people happy is like everything. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. So. so actually another item dropped today. Uh, pictures floating around on the internet that I put on our uh, Star Wars Stuff podcast Facebook group of the Din Djarin Mandalorian helmet yep. that I've, I believe we I've raffled seen. off on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we haven't gotten that shipment yet, but nope. uh, they're out there in the wild already. Yep, um, it is. Uh, it's retailing at a uh, one nineteen. Yeah, one nineteen. One nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, and then and then also Galaxy's Edge. They are now selling the Boba Fett jetpack. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that, and then they're selling like a like a kids version of the Boba Fett. But I'm more interested in the backpack because I saw like someone like actually do a size comparison, and it it looks pretty decent. I mean, I, I don't do Boba Fett, but Hunter does, so maybe Hunter will know better. Yeah, I, I can talk about this a little bit if you want. So the sculpt <laughs> on it is actually really really nice. Um, okay, it, it's fairly accurate, but it's really only I think like 12 or 13 inches width is what I saw. Um, okay, which is much too small for like someone my size um right. it, especially so my mom does a couple mandalorian cosplays too and she's like five two so for okay. her it's a little more proportional um or like if like a kid's doing a bow effect costume or any other mandalorian and they just want to repaint it um it'd be perfect for that okay so i mean so if if you're trying to get into the five first and, and and you're like the size of you and me it probably wouldn't fit then no i'd be too small okay Sadly, that's all right. Yeah, no, I, 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 I saw that. I and I was like, boom, that's perfect. But then I was like, it's probably not meant meant for adults. Yeah, and I mean, and and, and eventually they probably will add, you know, more more adult mm-hmm. side stuff. But yeah. Before they do that, can they change the switch on Ray's saber? I want that gear yeah. turn. That's so <laughs> iconic. Yeah. <laughs> That would be more expensive, though, because of right now, I think the Saber is clocking at like like 130. So if they added that switch, it would probably be, you know, over 200 at least. I mean, uh, I would, I would pay for it. Oh, yeah. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and David actually snagged uh, the uh, the Leia lightsaber and the and he's going to grab it, aren't you? No, <laughs> I, I, I just saw your hand. Yup, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so he he got that one and uh, uh, and he got the reforged saber in this box. And when you open the box, it like actually like play. I believe it plays the music at the end of the movie, right? Yep. Yeah. So you can reenact the scene. Yeah, and Man. that is so cool. That's that, sweet. that is so cool. Yeah. So I I I love Galaxy's Edge, but I'm upset that they keep like just dropping stuff without telling anyone. And although and- it is kind of helpful because then you don't have people like mobbing to it scavengers mm-hmm. yeah oh, so man. I, uh, so i so, take offense to using the term scavengers so i mean i've I, i've said this but it, it really upset me on uh on may 4th when we went there was a guy that bought the clone wars um ahsoka lightsabers and and the guy was carrying 10 boxes he bought 10 boxes of them to resell them online i know I was so upset. I was just like, dude, come on, man. There are people out there that like really want this. And it, it just sucks that like, I mean, I, I get it. You know, it's, you know, he's trying to make a living and stuff, but at the same time is I feel like Disney needs to have, needs to have more of those um, kind of roadblocks, like of where they'll be like, you, you can only buy two or just one. 
that would be fine. But buying 10 and someone else really wanting them, like it just sucks because of my, my fiance has been wanting those lightsabers and we got lucky and we were the first ones in line. And later that day, I believe they sold out, but now they're back in stock again, but it, it was just crazy. So if you're at Disney and you have the opportunity to, to buy something that's just in stock in that day, I would get it. Cause it's going to sell it real quick. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. So the Bad Batch episode four corner dropped, and uh, <laughs> I think uh, Hunter uh, kind of wants wants to talk about it. So just the, the forums are all yours. Yeah, yeah. So this was a really cool episode. Um, the The whole thing with like the Bad Batch and the Clone Wars, they were just a supporting role, right? Like they were supporting mm-hmm. characters, and now in the show like we're getting more like individualism out of them um and really seeing their personalities and like how they feel about things um and this episode um especially i think we got a ton of that um seeing how different characters react um when stuff happens like uh hunter going into total dad mode when yeah omega got kidnapped there by fennec um and then like wrecker again jumping into action as soon as he heard that omega was missing um and then again just with tech being his pretentious self and sticking around at the ship and fixing it up um but yeah it was i thought it was it was a really really cool um and i'm a big fan of like that underworld side of star wars i think that's really Mm -hmm. interesting because you get to see some some different sides of characters that we didn't see in like the top levels on coruscant in the prequels and all that and you get you get into the nitty-gritty and it's, it's really interesting um but yeah, it, this episode also seemed to set up a lot of what's going to happen going forward because uh, the questions out there, um, who who has hired Fennec to hunt down Omega? Um, and I mean, me personally, I feel like it's definitely got to be the Kevin Owens just because yeah, like, I, they, they um, need her back. Yeah, I'm thinking that um, that actually uh, it is Lama Sue. Um, mm-hmm. She was the one that actually stopped the hangar door from closing in the first episode. So yeah. I, I, I I think she has some type of attachment to her. And the the biggest question for me is um is like what DNA is in Omega? Like who like who's I mean she's a clone but we don't know like who her host was. So I am curious on who that is. It could be a Jedi. A lot of people are learning leaning towards its palpatine but then that opens a whole other um mm-hmm. uh of of uh, of stuff uh because of that character there's so much mystery around her and i like that we keep getting more um more stuff uh uh ab- about like the clones and stuff because we know that palpatine is obsessed with clones and 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 we see that through the entire saga of Star Wars. So I'm curious if this is like the um if this is like planting the seeds of Snoke because we are because we actually started to see more stuff about Snoke in The Mandalorian. So I'm curious of what's going to happen with this character because at the end of this season it could end up being like Rogue One where they all die because we have no idea oh, where where don't say that. I'll manifest that. <laughs> well well I like I I mean it, it it begs the question like where are the bad batch? I mean we we like do have a 20 year gap from uh from Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope. So I it's 20 or 19 years. But uh 
but I'm I'm just curious of what happens to him uh, because of uh, going back to Rogue One. I had the same question. I'm like these are great characters, but where are they going to end yeah. up in? And then they uh, ended up all not making it. So um, I uh, and something else I'm really curious is that so so with record in this episode it was the second time where he got his where he banged his head. Was it the second and- time? Because I'm pretty sure he got his head hit in every episode. <laughs> he has been and i get more every upset episode. every time and i get more scared every time yep. <laughs> yeah so i mean i am just afraid that he's that that his chip's gonna you know start working and he's gonna end up doing something that everyone's gonna hate Ugh. so hopefully it doesn't come to that but um i saw some people saying that you know in the second episode where he banged his head that um that he was just kind of faking it so he, so he could so he could make like the room for omega and yeah. hopefully that's the case, but there's a chance that it might not be. But yeah, it was a yeah, cool episode. I, just, I love the Bad Batch continuing the Star Wars trope of finding a kid and adopting it. <laughs> the Dad Batch. Exactly, yep. exactly. The Dad <laughs> Batch. You just find yeah. a random kid like Anakin, bring him along. You got the child, bring him along. <laughs> so I, I mean, so I, I kind of see them as as um as older siblings i i, I mean I, I kind of see hunter being the dad but then you're right it's just kind of following that I, I i feel like that's a trend now of i mean uh uh of a character finding another character and then them playing a dad role because that honestly like just goes through like the entire thing of star wars i mean because of that well it's with found Qui-Gon family and, yeah yeah so star wars is about family yeah so i um i I'm really, I, I really hope nothing bad happens, but you know, it's Star Wars and anything can happen. So we'll just have to wait and see. I, uh, I, I post on Instagram the other day because of the, uh, the delivery driver in the chase scene. He was wearing like the same outfit that, um, that the Aqualish Honda, yeah, um, yeah, that Honda, yeah, Honda so Baba. The, right. the Kenner Walrus Man figure, yeah, 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 <laughs> and uh, and I mean, and and the outfit he's wearing is the exact one that his action figure has, like of, yep. of, of the original action figure that um Kenner made, and I don't know if that's a coincidence or if maybe it's just you know it's just a another a random guy of his species, but I. Know, it, <laughs> I think they did that as just a nod to the Kenner figures because um, okay. we've seen that same outfit appear before. Um, I believe we saw him in uh, what was the title of the episode? Was it Sunny Day in the Void? It was the one where they found Gregor in that that city. Oh, um, yeah. He okay, shows up yeah. in the background there. I believe he also shows up in um, one of the um, Rafa and Trace episodes from season seven down in the underworld. Um, and we also see uh, outfits on background characters inspired yeah. by Blue Snaggletooth, one of the vintage <laughs> Kenner figures, and um, yeah. by uh, Hammerhead, the the Mama Naden character that Kenner produced. Okay, well, all right, well, in my mind, it's it's him, and and <laughs> and he was just trying to find himself before he went to the cantina and got his arm chopped off. But that's <laughs> I mean, it very it actually very well could be. We saw we saw him appear in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Um, so I mean, all right. So Hunter, this right here is a personal question for you. Besides Hunter, who's your favorite character from the Bad Batch? Hmm. Probably Tech. Tech. Okay. Um, he's up there. 
I like that he's nerdy. <laughs> um, yeah, I like tech a lot. He's, I, uh, even in Clone Wars, I kind of got like a iffy feel from Crosshair. Um, like he always seemed yeah. just a little bit like he had a, he was a little bit unchained. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Cro- I've, Crosshair probably has my second favorite armor out of them all. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, and I mean, that's not to say I don't like Wrecker at all either. I think Wrecker is great, um, especially now that he's getting more um, screen time. Yeah, yeah, more screen time, and we're learning more about him. And he's not just that I want to destroy stuff trope. Um, right. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout all out right. to D. Bradley Baker, man, because oh, he's man. crazy he's it on the voices. Yeah, because like I like I mean for i mean for voice acting it's so funny to me i mean and and this isn't just you know with uh with the with bad batch and clone wars like this also happens on family guy where where like the main actor like is playing multiple characters and he's talking to himself and that would just be so funny to to watch of just kind of going like back and forth um yeah but he he does such a phenomenal job uh and 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 some people don't even know that that's the same actor and mm-hmm. I think that's just, it's just so funny. I mean, it's, uh, it's really easy to almost forget that it's the same guy when yeah. you're watching a show because they all sound so unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we still don't know when Captain Rex is going to show up, but we know he's going to show up. So yes. I, um, I am, uh, and, and in the trailer, um, like of, of when they were like showing like what the first season of Bad Batch was going to be like, we saw Captain Rex and the planet they were on looks very similar to the planet from Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, so mm-hmm. maybe we might see Cal Kestis. I mean, I doubt it, but, uh, I remember um, at the end of season seven of Clone Wars when w- when their cruiser was crashing into the planet, a lot of people thought that was going to be the planet from Jedi Fallen Order as well. So hopefully yeah. we actually um, get to see maybe even more of Ahsoka uh, because um, because people love that character. E- even though she's getting her own show, I-, I think seeing her show up more in this animation style was- would be really cool. Yeah, uh, and... I would be actually very surprised if we did. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on how how Rex interacts with the Bad Batch because Rex is in Rex's mind, he's probably like the only clone who knows what right. just happened. And at this point he can't he feels like he can't trust his brothers, which is no. tragic for him and he's obviously going to try and protect Ahsoka, so I wonder if he will even end up revealing that she's still alive and out there. Um Yeah. Then. I uh, I would also like to see how they end up solving the whole chip issue uh because of in rebels we see him with with commander wolf and co Mando yeah. M- M- Gregor. So I would love to see those characters show up and and then maybe Rex like says hey take out your chips and then then they end up doing it. But again, we have no idea what happens to the bad batch. No idea. Yeah. So I got a question for Hunter. Um uh, a lot of fans of Star Wars um, haven't seen all of the Clone Wars. My question is, why is Rex, Captain Rex, so beloved? And I guess Colin can answer too. I, I don't think we have ever ever talked about this. Um, I think it's mainly because he's been around since the beginning. Um, yeah. He was he was in the movie, and we got to see his 
individuality probably before any other clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's almost like a, a Captain America character, right? Like he's, yeah. he's, he's great. Like he's a, a, he's a good soldier. Granted, he didn't follow all his orders, but he's a good soldier. Yeah. Um, not in the crosshair way, but, uh, yeah, the good yeah. way. Yeah. I, uh, I, I liked Rex, um, because of, I think Anakin had a big in, uh, he, he had a big influence on him mm. and something that's great, um, uh, about the Clone Wars, um, like from all the way from the Clone Wars movie to where we see him in Star Wars Rebels is that, is that something that's great about TV shows is that we get to see more growth of characters. And honestly, um, Captain Rex and Ahsoka had probably had the most growth, um, that I've yeah. seen like ever because of uh i mean because of their because of their chemistry from the first clone wars movie to where we see them at the end of the clone wars was just awesome and i mean and 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 you really see that bond and the reason why i like captain rex is because of he he is a good soldier but he but he also falls on the lines of you know being like anakin where like he doesn't always follow orders and he tries to do the right thing and something that we saw i mean that um uh that characteristic we saw a lot in the which is probably um hunter's probably like favorite arc would um what was the stuff happened on um on on um umbara uh with uh with with pong krell and all that stuff because of that that really tested um uh his character and of of what's right and what's wrong um because of you know um for those who haven't seen it yet spoiler alert but that the, there's a point where the 501st ends up like um they end up shooting uh uh the 212th battalion yeah, yeah and it's tragic it, it was so sad and, and 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 at that point you know a lot of people you know would go um go against everything and just try and hunt down the man being being responsible and they did hunt him down but but they you know, wanted to put him on trial. Like, I mean, and then I, I just remember at the end of it where I, I forget who the character that actually ended up shooting Paul and Krell, but I just remember um, Captain Rex was just trying to do his best to. Yeah, like, I believe it was, wasn't it Dogma who shot him? Yeah, yeah. His Dogma yeah. was the one who was following Krell's orders to the T. And then mm-hmm. by the end, he finally realized how wrong it all was. And he right. felt like he had to make that right. So he ended up taking the shot. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, it really is great. And, 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 and it shows you how great of a director and a writer that Dave Filoni is mm-hmm. to, um, to feel us like these emotions about these characters. And, and I think Captain Rex is no exception. I think Captain Rex um, uh, is probably one of the best characters. And in my opinion, like through Star Wars, because of he has been so much, um, he's been through so much and then, and then they kind of retconned it for him to be and return to the Jedi. Like, like that's how great of a character he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that's my point of view. Maybe Hunter has like a different point of view of it, but that's how I feel about it. No, I mean, I, I definitely agree with everything Colin said, um, and him talking about the similarities between Rex and Anakin, um, is a really good point. Cause that's, that's the whole thing The like the clone commanders, when they come off Camino, they don't always have a ton of personality and they, they're sort of imprinted off their Jedi generals. Um, and how good of a 
person Rex is and like his internal character and his moral compass, I think it really speaks to Anakin's character as well, because mm -hmm. Anakin this whole time is like always being the hero, being the good guy. And we get to see a lot of his internal struggle with him kind of going a little bit dark just because of our omnip omniscient viewpoint um, with like the movies and, and how it's filmed and framed and all that. And, but with Rex kind of watching Anakin, um, he just gets like the best parts of Anakin. Um, so they're so similar in that respect because Rex ended up learning so much from, from Anakin. And then there's also his, like the, their moral compasses are so much the same, but yeah, Rex's leans a little bit to the light side and Anakin's obviously leans a bit to the dark side. Um, right. And then at the end of Clone Wars, we see how that slight difference because of what Anakin hid, like in his personality, what he hid from Rex, we see how that slight difference ended up taking them on different paths because otherwise Rex could have ended up being someone like Crosshair or Cody who, who went through with order 66. I so uh so I thought um that uh and 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 something else that's that's great about the Clone Wars is that is that we also see the the like great bond between Anakin and Rex and that first episode of season 7 of what I mean, no it was the second episode where uh where Captain Rex is covering for Anakin I thought that mm -hmm. was hilarious I thought that yeah. was done in such a beautiful way and then that kind of opened up more of like um of how close they were I mean yeah. I mean I mean, because of he pretty much knew that like Anakin had a secret wife, which, you know, we all knew Obi-Wan knew secretly. But, I mean, but the fact that like Anakin told Rex pretty much straight up, like is mm. um I I I I I thought that that grew him grew him closer as characters. Uh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh hopefully, you know, in the Ahsoka show that we get to see Captain Rex live action. I think that would be oh. like oh my gosh. If they yeah, need someone um, to build a costume, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, have you ever thought of doing uh doing old man Captain Rex from Star Wars Rebels? Uh, not really. I mean, maybe no. like when I'm older and have white hair. <laughs> I don't really want to wear a prosthetic beard and shave my head. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, um, I I've actually seen a lot of good old man Captain yeah. Rexes, and uh, and. And that's something great about Star Wars Celebration too is the costumes because there's so uh, many yeah. good costumes. Yeah. So yeah. Oh man, no. I um hopefully we get to see Captain Rex maybe like very, very soon. Um something mm -hmm. else. Um something else about the Bad Batch is that you know, uh with the Clone Wars, there were some episodes that were filler. I feel like these are kind of semi-filler. I mean, because of like they like kind of go off on their own adventure, but it's also feeding to the plot of the show. On unlike you know yeah. episodes and stories of Clone Wars, like the the kicker from this episode was Fennec showing up and having a bounty yeah. on Omega. Um, even yeah. though like them just refueling is kind of just like a thing that happens, like you said, as filler. Um, I, the big takeaway is definitely that Omega's mm -hmm. wanted. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and something else about this planet is that uh, Pan uh, Pan um, Pantora, yeah, yeah. Uh, so with this planet, um, so George Lucas ended up making a cameo in Episode Three, and and uh, and the character that he made a cameo as was the chairman of Pantora. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so that's kind of a cool Easter egg. Uh, and, and, and then also kind of a funny Easter egg is that, you know, it's called Pandora and the species is blue while well, there's, there's Pandora mm-hmm. where the species is blue. So that's another funny Easter egg, but no, I, I, I thought they did great. I loved how they made, um, how Echo was pretending to be a droid. I thought his costume yeah, was that awesome. Was cool. I, th- yeah. I thought that was so cool. I, I, I also thought it was funny where he was just like, I am more than 2,000 credits. Yeah, no, I think that um, that the people behind Bad Batch know what they're doing. And and I'm, uh, I am hoping we, we maybe get to see um, more of the Jedi aspect because this is still directly after Order 66. So I hope we get to see more Jedi. Mm-hmm. I, I think that'd be pretty cool. And maybe hopefully we would we might get we might get to go back to Coruscant and see more of the temple, like of the aftermath. Because I'm curious. Oh, crazy. Um yeah, uh, because if we like really haven't seen, you know, on screen of what really happened, you know, on Coruscant, and we haven't been mm-hmm. to Coruscant in a while. So I would love to see Coruscant again. Yeah, that's that's awesome insight, guys. Mm-hmm. So the official Star Wars Celebration portal will open soon for hotels. Uh, yeah. So that was released this past week. And it looks like if you got a Jedi Master VIP ticket, you'll have access to the room blocks on June 1st. All other ticket holders will have access to official room blocks on June 3rd. And then the general public will have access on June 10th. So mm-hmm. every year they do this uh, where, I guess, read Pop Lucasfilm kind of separates off hotel rooms just for celebration attendees. Mm-hmm. And I've never been able to get a room for whatever reason, but uh, I don't know if they just like sold out or I already had plans for another thing, but um, is that something that uh, any of us are going to try and do? I, uh, so or Sam have and done? I have, well, yeah. So Sam and I have a, plan because of sam's sam has some relatives that live about 15 minutes away but like it's a small house so not all of us can fit mm-hmm. uh and then um and then we need to talk to james one of our other hosts because he's not gonna live that far away from it either but i think there's a chance that you might not be able to go david <laughs> yeah there's a possibility because <laughs> my daughter's um, graduating from high school and that's why uh, otherwise right. i'd go for yeah. sure yeah. uh and so this will be my third celebration, um, and this will be Ray's first celebration. I think this will be half of the Star Wars podcast first celebration. And Are Hunter, you paying how... for my ticket? Because uh... <laughs> I'm a broke millennial. I can't go. <laughs> uh, Hunter, how many celebrations have you been? This will be number four for me. Number four? Okay. So, yeah. you, so you went to the one in 2015? Yep. Uh, the first one I went to was Celebration 6 in orlando in 2012 yeah 2012 oh wow okay anaheim 2015 and then um the orlando one in 17 and then again in chicago yeah okay um but yeah david was asking about the go ahead sorry oh no i i was gonna say um for four star celebration 2019 bro i got so excited i mean because (sighs) such a good time that that was like a two hour drive for us. Like, I mean, and, and, mm-hmm. and for you, it was probably closer, but I, I was so pumped because I never thought it would ever be like in that area. So yeah, I, I would love for it to be back in Chicago at some point. Cause that was fantastic. And yeah. McCormick's a really nice venue too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I could go if it was in Chicago. Well, then why didn't you go last time? 
Because I found out like a month before it happened. <laughs> and nobody but, uh, told me it was a big deal. I just thought it was like a little Comic-Con kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, little. Nobody told oh, me what yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. I I mean, I I I sit on the podcast all the time, but like honestly, if you if you get the chance to go to Star Celebration, do it. Um I th- mm-hmm. uh there was this uh I I I think it was on that Sunday of the Clone Wars panel where um where like it, it was in the morning and they actually got all the members of the 501st to do that giant group picture. I yeah, remember dude. um I I think it was at least 60 like 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 there were so many stormtroopers and I just remember looking to my right and I saw like a like just a small like kind of group of arc troopers and captain rexes yeah and i was in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so yeah no if if you get the chance go it's it's a phenomenal experience yeah but, it's great yeah um mm-hmm. but to, to bring it back to what david was asking about with the hotel blocks um the first time i ended up getting a actual celebration hotel block room um was in chicago uh but the other ones we've always just gone through the hotel itself um the usually how it goes for hotels is they open up reservations a year in advance for the rooms so currently you can't actually schedule or book a room for celebration because it's like a week over a year away so in a week i don't don't know maybe they're just going to hold out until after the blocks go up but you may be able to end up scheduling early um just through the hotel itself because like you said the the blocks end up selling out pretty fast because they're not the whole hotel um they're just a a section of it right yeah and something i really hope they don't bring back but they i keep hearing that they might is the lottery system that they had in 2019 i hated that i hated it (laughs) yeah i didn't i didn't get into any of the big panels yeah no no see Um, so uh so (laughs) So I did not get into the episode nine panel and that was one of the big ones I wanted to get into. I, I got lucky and I got into the Clone Wars panel and I got into the Mandalorian panel. And nice. but but I really wanted to get into episode nine and and it and it just happened that you know there ended up being a, a glitch in their system because that was like their first panel like of the entire celebration that they were doing. So um there were a couple of stragglers that ended up getting in and I ended up being one of those people. But uh I it, it kind of took away from the experience because of camping in line was probably probably one of the best things that um that I enjoyed about um about and 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 the 2017 celebration um of just camping in line and just just kind of hanging out and and, and I know there were like lightsaber tournaments and people were you know being in big yeah. circles and you know yeah it, it it was awesome so I really hope that they bring that back I mean they might not because of you know w- w- with COVID. Um, but at that point, you know, the, the, the world should be a lot better by then. Uh, but who knows, but I really hope they don't bring back the lottery system because it just kind of took away the magic of celebration in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would like them to ideally not, um, (laughs) go back to it either, but I honestly see them sticking with it just because of the number of people attending now. Um, and I think they did it because they thought it was going to help the fans um, know like what they were doing and not have to, like you said, waiting in line is really fun, but you also miss out on so many other things. So yeah. when you have a, a guaranteed into a panel, it allows you to do other stuff. So I think they did it with that in mind and wanting fans to be able to experience the other stuff. But <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. Still, but I don't it's, like it. <laughs> I, Hey, I'm right there with you, man. Like I said, I didn't get into any of the, 
no any of the um the big panels and i actually a friend yeah. had an extra like ticket because one of the people they were with didn't want to go to the clone wars panel or had something else going on so i could have oh. got into that if i yeah. wasn't suited up but i made the choice to suit up to like go up on right. stage and salute dave filoni in clone armor because why would you pass that up right um but then yeah, I ended up just uh, totally missing it and standing outside and listening to people cheer and be like, Oh, what are they so happy about? <laughs> <laughs> Did I, um, they, I, I was going to say, I, uh, I do know another clone that, that was in your situation. And they said that they ended up giving you guys like the actual clone Wars posters though. Right. Yes, we did get okay, those. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. That was something. Yeah. yeah. No, I, um, uh, for four stars celebration 2022 is it's going to be a big one um because of they will have the panel for kenobi um most likely they'll have stuff for on which that that panel is going to be the big one like i know that's going to be the big one so i'm going to do everything in my power to get Mm -hmm. in that panel because that one's going to be huge uh i would bet uh, they're going to announce something else even bigger by then too like what like another like they're going to announce the next actual movie yeah, but like I, 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 I mean, for the Kenobi series, that's been something that every fan's been. Yeah, no, that I'm not saying that's not going to be big. That people are going to yeah. lose their minds over that. But yeah, I think yeah. there'll be more than just that to lose your mind over. Is my point. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, because I, I, uh, and and I've never been to California, so I, I don't know how it's it, it really is, like how how like that situation is because because of i really want them to to kind of take it back to orlando because of that like center was perfect and mm-hmm. um uh but just everything going on with anaheim i'm just curious on how the experience is going to be yeah it, anaheim is a, completely different yeah it's it's a pretty nice convention center it's it's comparable to the other ones that they've had it at there is one arena that's even bigger than what they have in orlando and at mccormick like it holds more people um I, I believe it's yeah there's one big connected one of the convention center on the end and, and that's right you're talking about panels. the arena at the anaheim convention center yeah yeah okay so yeah when they did the 2015 uh first opening the force awakens panel mm-hmm. what they do is they kind of slice it in half yeah and in that half about 75 percent of the seats are used plus chairs on the floor because it is kind of like a yeah basketball type arena yeah yeah um, no, I, I was in there for that that panel um, when I went up in. I was, I was right in like outside. <laughs> the last or the second to last row, so I was way up in the nosebleeds. But I was still in there, and it was yeah. it was great. Yeah, yeah, because like I, I mean that. I mean, f- I mean for that panel, like that really was the message. Like Star Wars is back. Like it's mm-hmm. it's really back. So I um uh I was watching the the live stream of that. So I was just yeah uh. I love celebration so much because it really does bring so many Star Wars fans together. Yeah. And, uh, and I think being part of the five first, like, um, really helped me explore my, like, um, my like fandom for Star Wars. So I, I, I can't wait to see what the next celebration brings. Um, and, 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 and it's more fun if you know more people there and, 
um, because of I met David at I mean, I, I met David at the first star celebration I ever went to. And I kind of knew you, Hunter, like through the 501st. But then mm-hmm. like through that big picture, I thought that was so cool because I was like, I know people. So, yeah, yeah no, it's yeah, it's <laughs> it's so cool. It's awesome. And Ray, you are going. We will figure a way for you to get there. Uh, if you can figure uh, out a way to get me there, I will yeah. figure out a way to get Sabe there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Hunter, I, I don't know if you follow Ray, but, uh, but she actually just got her, uh, her Sabe or her Sabe, uh, costume approved from the Phantom Menace. The battle Uh, decoy. Yeah. I think I've, I've seen it on social media and stuff. Um, I think Ray, I think I've actually trooped with you a couple of times at Grand Rapids comic-con and stuff, but I don't know if we've ever really like met. (laughs) Yeah. I, cause I don't think we've met, but I have done one grand, Two Grand Rapids Comic Cons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'd, uh, I. I was gonna say. I, I. I. think we posted on our page, but. But there's a picture of me dressed up as Han Solo, and. And then Hunter was one of the Boba Fett's, and there was like three. Yeah. There, that there was three Boba Fett's, and there was three Han Solos, and it was really funny. Yeah. No, I actually think there were four of us. We had, so we had all <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, Boba yeah. Fett versions plus one, which was the coolest <laughs> thing for me as a Boba Fett nerd to have. Return of the Jedi special edition and Empire there it, that that made my my year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and speaking of Boba Fett, you know, with the book of Boba Fett, what's your number one prediction for the show? Like from all of you, because right now, like no one's talking about the book of, about the new show coming out because there's not that much to go on. Yeah. Well, I know what yours is, Colin. <laughs> Hang on a second. he's definitely coming back yeah that's my number one yeah i i don't think i have a particular prediction i've heard a bunch of rumors about what's happening and what we're going to kind of see and what one of the main villains is going to be and i've just kind of stayed away from trying to guess what's going to happen i'm just going to be there watching it and just I know Filoni's in charge, so I know I'm going to like it. I, I know it's going to be yeah. Max Star Wars, so pardon the pun. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for more Fennec, so yeah, I'm happy with anything. She's a very interesting character. I am uh, curious, like if um, if her and Boba Fett actually have a history, and maybe we might get to see that history in the Bad Batch. Um, at, at some point, but at the same time, at that point, you know, he's he's still kind of a teenager. Yeah, so, he'd be like yeah. close to Omega's age, wouldn't he? Like a little bit older. Uh, I think. Well, because we saw him in some episodes of the Clone Wars, and he was like clearly was in his teenage years. Yeah. Um, because I think he was like nine or something in Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, because yeah, I, I can't tell people's ages. <laughs> Let alone when they become animated, then I really yeah. can't tell how old people are. Yeah. I, I think a big I question for to. me actually is, um, are we going to see Boba Fett be quintessential Boba Fett? What we always thought of him being as like more so kind of a villain more than what well, we I, might think we're going to get with like almost like a Suicide Squad version of Star Wars where the bad guy doing good kind of scenario. 
I hope we see him being dark, brooding Boba Fett. Yeah, dude. That would be so great. We we got an after credit scene, which this was like the first Star Wars after credit scene like ever, and uh, and it it was so cool of just seeing seeing him come down and he just takes everyone out like he doesn't care about about all that stuff. Yeah. All he wanted to was to sit on that throne and he, and and he owned that pose too, like of just sitting on there and being like, "I am the king now." So you I have curious. no idea how much I lost <laughs> my mind when I saw that the first time. Oh man, yeah, no, uh, I, I believe we ended up doing like a live stream of it, like at three o'clock in the morning, and, and at that point, like our brains were kind of dead, and uh, and, uh, and and we just watched the credits, and then we just started watching it happen, and and we saw Jabba's palace, and we were just like, wait, what's going on? And uh, and it was just funny to see like some of the characters that we haven't seen in years, like I mean. A bit Fortuna, Fortuna. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just coming up, and, and he's like, "Bobo, you're alive," and he's like, "I don't care," and he just shoots him. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, that, yeah. That's what I hope we see more of. Boba just yeah. kind of yeah. being out for himself. Um, right. and right. I don't know. Maybe there'll be. Uh, I'm sure there'll be there'll be something in there that Boba Fett like cares about, and that's his his motivation um, for yeah. doing whatever he's doing. Um, but I hope we get. I hope it gets gritty. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Cause I think I, uh, that that's a cool thing to see in star Wars, like the underworld type type yeah. deal. And he's almost in take. If, if Jabba's crime empire is still where it was, or even half of what it was um, when Jabba died, Boba's kind of now in like Maul's type position where Maul was ruling Crimson Dawn and has all this power to do something with and we don't know what at this point but we're gonna right. find out i'm sure yeah no i uh, uh i want to see bosk i, I want to see ig88 yes. i i want to see the classic bounty hunters i want the mm-hmm. band to get back together i want to see action <laughs> i um uh, wait are you talking about max rebo's band or <laughs> <laughs> that too man that too because like no because like like i i i mean like if if Bib Fortuna survived, you know that Max Rebo like definitely survived. <laughs> he like he is like hanging out in the streets of uh I mean uh of Moss Eisley, and then he's walking and he probably sees like like this audition poster like to be the new band for Bobo Fett, and he's like sign me up, and then and 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 then you know he plays and and Fett sees him, he's like you know I remember you, you were really good at what you did. <laughs> So yeah, I just, I said, I just no, imagine no. it like the the robot chicken special where Max yes, Rebo survives yes. and is like, no one talks about oh, I gotta get I to my gig, man. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is what I want. That is what I want. I will die a happy man if I see Max Rebo in Jabba's palace, where they're like just kind of um doing a camera pan of like all the weird aliens and stuff, and Boba Fett sitting on the throne. You just go to max rebo and like his like new members of the band playing i i i would die a happy man i would be so happy i want that yeah. for you colin <laughs> thank you man i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah no i um uh something else that i would like to see is maybe some flashback scenes um of cad bane um versus boba Ooh. fett mm-hmm. because of they um because of they actually like recorded an entire episode of that of where like i know where, where there's a whole story arc and and there's a small animation where like it's not fully animated but it does show boba fett versus cad bane and yeah. i guess it's canon that's how boba fett got the dent in his helmet yeah um which 
I don't, yeah. I don't know how that falls into canon, but that that was going to be yeah. the explanation for it, which is really okay, cool yeah. to me. I think that's dope. Right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we we get m- like that kind of scene. I mean, b- because of with the book of Boba Fett, that that does bring the opportunity to to kind of fill in the gaps of what happened to him from you know the Clone Wars to where we see him in a New Hope because he does show up in a New Hope uh, in a New Hope mm-hmm. for for like a quick second. And we see more of him in Empire, which is where yeah. he's mainly known for even though he did show up in the holiday special uh, uh yeah. and uh and 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 that's where the mandalorian was like mainly inspired by was like i mean because mm-hmm. of, we like see his rifle and uh and and i was just blown away that they kept you know talking about the about the holiday special because it's just such a weird thing mm-hmm. so i would love to see a flashback of him kind of escaping the sarlacc pit i want to see him fighting cad bane like this would be like a great time for them to do you know kind of a bunch of flashbacks to yeah, to show sweet. you where Boba Fett, and it would be a good way to kind of bring back, you know, um, the actor who played him in Attack of the Clones, uh, Daniel Logan. I think that would be a, a good way to bring him to, like, to play the younger version. Yeah, Daniel Logan's actually been very active on social media, so it kind of, I think he's maybe hints at the yeah. fact that he has something yeah. to do. Yeah. Well, he has yeah. been campaigning to be put back into Star Wars for a while. Yeah, um, no, um, and... uh, I believe there was a trailer for like Solo, and uh, and and uh, and there ended up it it showed the creature, and then there was like a shadow that looked like Slave One, and and I remember he posted something about it, like saying like, "Oh my gosh, it's Boba Fett and Solo," and I'm just like, "Bro, you are trying hard, right?" Now. Yeah, he <laughs> she tries really trying. hard. Yeah, so like I I mean if 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 it happens, it happens, but like I I, I mean it's it, it's just like all those years where people thought that um. McGregor was knocking on Disney's door and being like, "Hey, I want to, I want to play Obi Wan Kenobi again." So, you know, if it happens, it happens. But I'm glad that we're finally getting more of Boba Fett because for a while now he just had that that um there was so much mystery behind him, and then you know at, at the same time he's a great character, but he was also the character that got knocked into a Sarlacc pit by a blind man. So, hopefully, hey, yeah. he just had a few too many drinks on a sail barge. Yep, give him a break. Going, 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 going back to Star Wars Robot Chicken. I, uh-huh. I, oh, it was so fun. Yeah, but yeah, no, um, yeah. So we, so we got the Bubble Boba Fett. Um, that's coming out next year, and well, well, it's coming out this year around Christmas, and then it will continue into the next year, David. Right? I believe that's the way it's going to happen. We're going to get something okay. around Christmas Day. Okay. And then yeah, it'll continue into 2022 and hopefully the Mandalorian season 3 happens as well in short right, time. Right. right, because of they've been filming that for a while and then two so and I've been saying this a lot too is that this year's the year of Marvel, next year's the year of Star Wars because we are getting um, you know, more episodes of Book of Boba Fett, hopefully the Mandalorian, um hopefully the second season of Bad Batch which they haven't announced yet and uh and Kenobi and the show Visions and Andor. So we are going to be getting a lot of Star Wars next year and and, and 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 we'll get more news especially at Star Wars Celebration. And I'm still waiting yeah. on the Lego Star Wars game. That has been delayed twice. Yeah. So I still haven't heard anything. Uh-huh. I'm so annoyed by it cuz I want to play I I I want to make Max Rebo with a lightsaber. Like that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. But yeah. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> but yeah, yep, nope. Uh 
So yeah, something else I want to talk about um, in kind of grain of salt type rumor news. uh, This came out a couple weekends ago. I saw someone talk about it online and I didn't hear anything about it from any of the sources I really trust. But then one of the sources that I do really trust, they started kind of talking about the possibility of Daisy Ridley coming back to Star Wars sooner than later. And the original kind of article was the fact that (laughs) my interest is piqued. (laughs) Yeah. There, there was, there was talks of Daisy Ridley potentially signing some type of contract to come back. But of course that was not from reputable sources, my opinion, but then talks started happening about, okay, well maybe there's a chance that she might be in the Rogue Squadron film. Right. And I heard that too, and I think that's great, but I really hope that they, I mean, and 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 I know a lot of the fans have been complaining about like how um, for the first couple of years, they were mainly focusing on the Galactic Civil War stuff, um, uh, especially in games, which is fine and great, but with Rogue Squadrons, if, um, with the books, and the games, all of it focused on was in the original trilogy. And I love that. Um, uh, but if they end up doing it with the sequels and they end up uh, having Ray come back, that would be great. But if they do, then they need to bring back Poe um, because, you know, and Finn. he is a general. Yeah. And, and, and Finn. So that means Finn you, is also you, general. They're co-generals. Yes. <laughs> right. So, so, and at that point it would be Star Wars episode 10. So it is i'm on board yeah well yeah but um i i'm just yeah i mean because of at that point like what what would be the story like i mean the i mean it would probably be some leftover first order people most likely but who would be the main villain and i swear well, I mean, it'll probably be something that, new like yeah. we're all asking what the story is going to be for book of boba fett so it's, yeah, it's yeah, up true. to Lucasfilm to come up with the the stories. Yeah, I like. I mean, I think if they tied into more of the stuff that happened in Legends, I think I I think that would be a good call. I mean, because of they've slowly been bringing stuff back to Legends, like Thrawn. Thrawn was a perfect choice to bring back because that honestly was like a fan favorite, and and mm-hmm. he's done a phenomenal job. And and when Ahsoka said like, "Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?" and the Mandalorian, I was like, "Yes." Live action, yeah. let's go. So, well, I think we they're definitely stuff. they're definitely trending towards bringing more back from the EU with um mm-hmm. like the, the the acolyte show that's going to be coming out. Um, yeah, that's yeah. I think really going to be their gateway into old Republic stuff. Yep. Uh, and I would love. I mean, and I I love the High Republic, but I've always been a fan of the Old Republic. I thought with the games those. That would be a great TV show. Like, I, I mean, I love the movies, but with TV shows, it gives you more time to build story development. Mm-hmm. And that honestly would be the perfect way to to kind of tie stuff back into, you know, um, to Darth, to, to Darth, um, who's the guy that like had the red lightsaber and the purple lightsaber? His name was Revan. Darth Revan. Raven. Thank you. Yeah. So tying tying more into that stuff would be awesome and and on top of that you know it does focus on stuff that was happening in the underworld at the time um mm-hmm. and, and i think we always need more um plots about the underworld uh because of 
with with Crimson Dawn, all that stuff was great. But I wish that we ended up getting a Crimson Dawn show. And coming up this week is the uh, is when people um, want um, want the second when they want the second solo movie to happen. And I and I know people are really campaigning for that. But if they do, I'd rather have it be a TV show so we can see more about Crimson Dawn, like between the um, uh, between the end of the Clone Wars and Solo and and uh, and and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion about it. Ray, what do you think? Dave Ridley <laughs> coming back. Possibly, oh, please. maybe. Please. <laughs> she has the prettiest costumes. Wow. Which... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, so, so is it Ray or, or is it Sabe? Okay, I have a love-hate relationship with Nabu <laughs> fashion. Um, it's pretty to look at. It's a nightmare to make. Uh, yeah. the, the headdress has 400 jump rings that I had to individually cut and hand place. You honestly did to a do. phenomenal job. So like it, it looks awesome. It's a thing that's pretty to look at, but not to make Ray is pretty to look at and moderately hard to make. Yeah. Depends on the costume. Jakku easy. Rise of Skywalker nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was telling Ray in our Our Stories episode that I just uh, released on Patreon that Sabe is a costume totally worthy of walking around Celebration in. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I told her People that she would be stopped it. every mm-hmm. three feet to take a picture. It's, it is so detailed. And I I mean, and, and, and those costumes that have that much that much detail are really worthy of, you know, showing off like um with uh with hunter's captain rex like like those like marks that he has on his helmet um like actually i can show because i got the action figure um uh but like those but those marks on the helmet and all that stuff and and like and like where he's kind of banged up like all that stuff is like it's it's so hard to get the detail like i i remember with my tk of the blue lines like that was kind of difficult for me because it was my first costume and, and, and I didn't know what I was doing. So doing costumes is, is difficult if you don't know what you're doing. So in a bit, um, we are actually going to talk to Hunter and he's going to um, talk, talk us through the process and, and some tips that will help you if you're working on your costume. Yeah. yeah so the, issue, that- uh, the issue with getting Sabe to celebration is the headdress case is too big and i wouldn't want to like check it in a bag so i'd have to like carry it on but it's too big for a carry-on so my next plan would have to be finding someone to 3d scan it and then get a 3d or you print could of just it. wear it <laughs> just wear it on a plane you can just wear it through um you can just wear it through the airport security but i like, got an that? estimate on how much it would be to 3d scan from a company and uh they said six hundred dollars which I, I'm not I bet you could find someone in the community who would be a little more. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm on the it. hunt for now, but you, you could ship it too. I, I don't, I don't dare. So I'm do afraid you, of it breaking. That's why I want have, a 3d print. Do you have like a, a protective case for it now? Yeah. It's that's actually like still too big to check. It's this it's in the middle. Yeah. It's okay. a yeah. Husky okay. toolbox. Yeah, uh, so you um, probably wouldn't be able to, because you can like even the big tool totes that a lot of people lug their armor around in, 
you can yeah. check those and fly with them. It's just like an extra charge for an oversized bag. So if you have something that you're comfortable with it being in, like you can always pay a little bit extra. Yeah, I yeah. just having it jostled around scares me. Mm -hmm. Just just try not have any Star Wars decorations on it because there's a chance that I might get stolen because of um because oh, of I've heard from, I had my Yeti some... stolen out of my suitcase. I I don't trust anybody in the airlines. And that was from no. a TSA agent. They watched yeah. the security footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I, trust but, anyone so, on an airplane. Yeah. So I always try and be careful if i'm if i'm bringing like any costumes or, or, or stuff with me in a plane so i um i'm lucky that i do know someone that lives there so i think i'm just gonna ship my stuff um uh but i've never you know ever taken my my actual tk in a plane so hunter I, uh, yeah i brought that? mine to orlando in 2017 i kept the helmet as a carry-on um and i've flown with other helmets other places too um okay. as carry-ons and just because that's the most usually the most fragile intricate part of a costume so that's the thing you want to be protected the most um i was actually able to put all my tk armor inside like pieces inside each other and then okay. wrapped each layer in a moving blanket and then fit it into the biggest hard-sided suitcase i could find <laughs> so i didn't okay. have to pay the extra for for um checking the big tote when i went to orlando okay. but that i'm probably going to end up checking at least one armor tote um when i go out to, to anaheim okay yeah because I, I i i um because of i know that i i'm planning on bringing my tk and uh and then i'm gonna have my han solo and then at that point i am uh i'm hoping to have um skywalker from from the th from episode three so it's gonna be a lot of costumes kind of all kind of bunched into like a thing so i'm thinking maybe i ship some of it and then i put some mm. of it in a suitcase because that's a lot of costumes which you're gonna have a lot of costumes too but i think you're gonna have to i mean i, can I can't bring them all which sucks yeah. yeah um yeah bringing five sets of armor on a plane would be insane <laughs> um but yeah um i'll probably end up bringing as much as i can fit in one armor toe and one large suitcase okay yeah. yeah yeah i think i'm actually gonna drive if i do go to celebration and i'll have my tote my tie pilot back there mm -hmm. and uh my buddy has a scout trooper so we'll find yeah, the other thing. Celebration. I, there's any local people that i know that are going to be driving i might see if i can pawn off a crate on them to to drive out there yeah, yeah. it's just I tough because it's it's I like a 30 hour drive or something so yeah yeah, yeah from from michigan because like mm -hmm. like i i mean i uh i watched the uh so on the original um uh star wars blu-ray set they would like of just the six movies um they ended up having like the Bible first legion um special where like they went to the rose bowl and i just remember mm -hmm. watching it where like a, a bunch of the people lost their stuff on on their flight and then they couldn't mm -hmm. true because it got stolen or misplaced. Yeah. So that is my biggest issue with it. And the other thing I'm thinking about is how how do you plan to get like your blasters like there? Um, some of my blasters I can disassemble. What I did in my crate for um for or my suitcase for Orlando, I put a slip in there that had like an itemized list of what was in there. 
I had a tag wrapped around the blaster saying, hey, this is fake. This is solid urethane rubber. It's not going to hurt anyone. I mean, unless right. I like pistol whip someone. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and then I had a, a picture of everything too, like me wearing the kit. So they knew what it is. Because if they haven't seen Star Wars, they're going to have literally no idea what's in right. this in this suitcase um right so being as transparent as possible with tsa is really important okay um yeah just so they know what they're dealing with yeah uh because of i know people um have a hard time uh taking their lightsabers from galaxy's edge like uh yeah yeah so hopefully it won't be too bad um i'll i'll probably have to brainstorm more but um but if you don't have like the if, if 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 you have your suit and you don't have the blasters, I just feel like it's kind of in incomplete in a way because of I mean because of it just kind of makes it like the whole ensemble. So yeah, it it, it would just be weird to I have like, a stormtrooper walking around and not have the blaster, even though you could probably buy you know like a really cheap one. Yeah, you know, sure you can borrow one from a, a friend out there too. Yeah, when they're not trooping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and speaking of lightsabers shipped, uh, I got all my four lightsabers that I bought from Galaxy's Edge shipped Did to my you, house with my droid crazy, that I built. Bro. Well, I mean, when you think about it, it it seems kind of perilous to ship all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, Disney is uh, kind of professionals at that stuff because mm-hmm. when uh when my buddy walked down to uh find a duffel bag to ship everything the guy knew exactly what he was doing in the gift shop he's like yeah we can just ship this stuff you don't have to carry it on the plane or do whatever you're gonna do with it so yeah go. everything made it to my house uh safe and sound and uh yeah it's uh it's just like how i remember it at galaxy's edge so yeah that's awesome cool awesome service worked out so the other thing I, I kind of want to note here uh, that Andor is going to shoot in Scotland. It Andor has been shooting all around the UK, yeah. and uh, it, it feels like a very old school film production that they're doing. They are using green that. screen, blue screen, and there is a volume in the UK as well that they could shoot indoors, just yeah. like the Mandalorian. But I haven't seen too many reports on them shooting on a volume. But there's a lot of pictures out there of of. Um, behind the scenes of Andor and I'm super hyped for Andor I think as well as everyone should be because I think it's yeah. going to be kind of a a sleeper type of TV show I think everyone's mm-hmm. going to love it Tony Gilroy is still kind of in charge there and the other couple things here uh, the new Mandalorian season 2 Funko Pops released uh, you can get a new Bo-Katan pop and uh, what was the other pop that was released uh... Uh, from season 2 Trying to think, Ahsoka. Ahsoka was released a new version of her. There's um, the one where um, where Din Jaren's holding Grogu, but he's not wearing the helmet. Yep, right. there's that one. And the other thing too is uh, the anniversaries of Episode One, Two, and Three, the prequels, and the 41st anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back happened this past week. So continuing along with the theme of Star Wars Month of May. Um, we should just celebrate the whole month. That's yeah. that, that's what I'm. This proposing. is the May. Yeah, <laughs> definitely it's gonna be May. So, uh, as of right now, I wanted to ask the panel here: What TV show slash film are they hyped about at this moment in time? The most hyped about? I I mean I'm loving Bad Batch right now, but hands down, the thing I'm most looking forward to is is Boba Fett. 
Really? Okay. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I guess that makes sense. I, um, I can uh, never get I, enough Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. I love, um, I, I love the underworld, um, and the darkness of, 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 of Boba Fett and all that stuff. But honestly, Kenobi, um, that's because mine. that's mine too. It's, it's, I mean, it is something that we've all been wanting since, since Disney got the rights to Lucasfilm is something with Kenobi because of that, that story needs to be told because of he went through so much in episode three and, and I just want to see him dealing with it. And the fact that Kathleen Kennedy said that, that um, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan are going to have the rematch of the century intrigues me because a lot of people thought that the last time they fought was on Mustafar and then they fought again in episode four. So what happens there? We have no idea, but the concept art that has come out for it and some of the story is awesome. And the fact that most of the original actors um, have come back is going to, it's, it's fantastic. And, and Liam Neeson, you know, being a force ghost or talking to him through the force. I mean, that's awesome. Like that is something every fan wants to see. And I can't believe that we're finally getting it after all these years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I echo all everything Colin just said. Just the fact that they got everyone back, all the actors, down to Joel Edgerton playing Owen Lars, which mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a bigger part. And you go back to all the references, all the lines of dialogue in A New Hope, where Lars calls him. He wasn't just a crazy old man. Are we going to see crazy Ewan McGregor as Ben <laughs> Kenobi? Are we going to yeah. see something like that? I mean, what is that going to look like? Well, so just I, stuff well, like that. Well, I mean, they uh, they do call him an old, strange hermit. Hermit, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so there's a chance that you know we we might see why they call him that. Like, I mean, I mean, because of he like probably, I mean, for all those nine years that he was there, he's probably going insane of just replaying those events in his head over and over mm-hmm. again, and kind of being in the download. So, I yeah, it's 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 going to be so cool um, of just to see him kind of be the old man kind of like being a wizard kind of like again off the gray like of just kind of just going on tatooine and seeing tuscan raiders and just him going on those adventures is going to be awesome yeah Yeah. but to be honest if they announce max rebo show i would not be disappointed either (laughs) but that's just me you get a max rebo show i get a handmaiden show all right there you go handmaiden's tale (laughs) i did i did tell somebody i was really into the handmaidens and they're like wow that's a dark show i'm like (laughs) i wish it was a show but how uh uh so uh so the gonk droid that we end up seeing in bad batch uh i would love for them to kind of do like so no like i mean i mean like think about it. it could work because of there's always a gonk uh there's always a gonk droid almost in every movie and in an almost never show how cool would it be if like gonky from from the bad batch ended up having his own show and it just showed his like story from all the way through the saga like that would be something i mean like not like a full like you know episode where it's like an hour like it, it would be like you know 10 minutes each episode but it, it would be pretty funny to see if they did something like that the gonk I'll say show. It, i'd rather have a max rebo show than a gonky show <laughs> 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 I am with you, but yeah. And, I don't know. Clink was pretty cool. That R2. Yeah, he was. Arms and legs. Neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, um, uh, yeah, uh, b- because of, I, uh, I did, I, 
I know that Dave Filoni voiced um, uh, Cheap in the last episode of The Clone Wars. Did he do any um, new voices in this episode? Because I know he loves droids and Chopper and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't know either. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I wonder... So, hear me out. With the Kenobi show, they could pull in some handmaidens or at the very least, like, adjacent to them because I finally got around to reading the Vader comic with Sabe in it. And you've got, like, this whole army of Amidalans who are hunting to find out what caused the death of Padme and Anakin because they don't know Anakin. Sabe, Kanye... Harambe. So, <laughs> all of them. Oh I want to see a gorilla in a handmaiden's dress. That needs to be a Don't shirt. make me draw it. <laughs> <laughs> but because they'd be searching around and it'd be around the same timeline. So I don't know if they'd ever make a stop on Tatooine or if yeah. Obi-Wan ever leaves Tatooine, if they'd run into each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, because of I know people are thinking that Ahsoka might, you know, um, end up making some type of appearance there too, like in the Kenobi show. And there's a chance that I, I was gonna say there's always a chance that there's gonna be a lot of um, character crossovers. Like, like you never know who's gonna show up. Like, I mean, I um, we did not think uh, I I don't I forget his name, but I know Hunter's gonna know it. Um, there was that deserted clone that we saw in season two of the clone like yeah him yeah and uh uh and we didn't think that we would ever see him again and sure enough he shows up and that was a cool callback Mm -hmm. so you never know who's who's gonna show up in in these shows yeah i would even love just to see captain tanra who's a character in queen's shadow and then in the in the vader comic with sabe um who was played by Richard Armitage in The Phantom Menace. Oh, so if we okay, could get yeah. Richard Armitage back in Star Wars, that would be yeah. also amazing. <laughs> for uh, for uh, those who don't know who that is, um, that's the guy who played who played Thorn Oak and Shield in the Hobbit films. Yeah. Also Rose Byrne, Corday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. Is, uh, is there anything else, David? Uh, I think that's all the uh, news that kind of uh, dropped. Um, okay. If anyone has anything else, no. Um, I I I I I've been really excited about this because of I I really admire Hunter for like all the stuff that he does, um, and uh, and honestly, I feel like he's he's brought more fun to the costuming community. Um, for I mean. I, I, I believe there was that picture of where it was Django Fett, Boba Fett, and then the Mandalorian. Like that, that got mm-hmm. so many hits. Like it's it, it's it's crazy. So, um, Hunter, uh, can uh, you kind of uh, talk about yourself and what got you into doing costumes and 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 all that stuff? Uh, yeah. So I I got into Star Wars when Revenge of the Sith was coming out. Um, I saw the I was like seven then, so. Saw the trailers on TV. I was like, whoa, that looks dope. And I had my parents, I asked them about it, and they ended up getting me the DVDs, and then uh, it all went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but growing up and stuff, uh, my dad would always help me like make my Halloween costumes and that kind of thing. Um, so I guess that's where my, my cosplay origin story comes in. Um, 
but yeah, so that, and then I started building more as I, as I got older, um, probably my, my big, uh, like my big moment as far as knowing I wanted to build full armor was celebration six in Orlando. Um, I mentioned I was there earlier and I went to a costuming the clone wars panel and that just blew my mind. Um, and after that panel, there was some of the guys lingering around afterwards because they, they brought in some people in armor. Um, and they were standing around talking about stuff and I was just kind of standing there like staring at them as a, like a 13 year old kid just looking at captain rex because he was so freaking cool yeah um, and the the dude there who was captain rex in the panel noticed me and he like let me he talked to me for a while let me put on his helmet and that just had to happen from from that point out so then um after that i kept getting more into costume and mostly prop building after that um, did some Marvel stuff, some Star Wars stuff. And then in 2016, I joined the 501st, uh, with, uh, a new hope stormtrooper. Um, probably a year or so after that, I started work on and finished my special edition Boba Fett. Um, and then shortly after that, my captain Rex, um, and then last summer, uh, was Hunter. So those are, those are like all my costumes. And then um, I run a, an Instagram page and a TikTok under the name J Guy Hunter. So J mm-hmm. underscore I underscore Hunter. Um, and that's kind of where people know me from. But I've been super involved with the 501st um, in, in leadership positions um, and especially like positions like the membership liaisons where I get to, to talk with new members of people building costumes and like help them through that because I love, love talking about armor. Um, and like on Instagram and stuff, I'm, I always love it when people DM me with costume questions, you're like, Hey, I'm kind of doing this. I'm running into problems. Do you have any suggestions? Like I'll, I'll talk about armor all day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that I love doing it. Um, and I love the community. It's like, I got into this because I'm a big star Wars nerd and I love star Wars, but what has kept me so active um, and really pushed me to, to keep things going is, is the community itself and all the people that I met. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, I, uh, I remember probably one of the real, like first times that I met you was a grown up as Comic-Con, but I just remember being on that big photo shoot at Star Wars Celebration 2019. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't talked about this before, but it was just awesome just to look around and see like a, a, a hundreds of people, like just dressing these costumes and yeah. I just looked over and, and there was just a squad of clones. Um, and, 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 and it was just so cool. Like just to see multiple captain Rexes and, and our arc troopers and stuff. I'm like this, yeah. this is what like I dreamed of doing as a kid. And, and yeah. I mean, and I'm just seeing all these people share the same passion as me is incredible. And, yeah. um, uh, and I, and just seeing people bring these costumes to life, like especially with Captain Rex and then Hunter, I, I, I mean, like that was quick with like Hunter. So it's, I mean, it, it, it and honestly, is super cool, and it, it, and it's an awesome achievement. Um, for all the costumes that you've done, which costume was the hardest to make? Um, they're all hard in different ways. It's definitely between Boba Fett and Hunter. I mean, Boba yeah. Fett, there is such a fine level of interest, intricacy in that, replicating all the paint chipping on the helmets and stuff. I think those, 
something like like 13 different colors of paint and all the different layers. And then you got to do all that layering and masking and um, that kind of thing. So that was a, that was probably one of my favorite costumes to build because it was such a, like a learning experience. Um, and it, it really, I felt like it really improved my skills as far as costume building goes. Um, Hunter was also rather difficult. Um, you mentioned I had a pretty quick turnaround. I think it took me about a month and a half to finish this armor. Um, but it was a crazy time because no one was at, like I for stormtroopers and stuff, you can, you can buy kits and, and things that people right. have already produced. No one was making hunter kits then. So I actually started with a animated Republic commando kit and then had to cut it up, sculpt on new stuff. Um, did a lot of modeling and 3d printing to add on things. Um, and yeah, and that's that's where it ended up. I keep I keep looking over to the side because I have my helmet yeah. here. Yeah, um, that is but, so cool. Yeah, so this this was my. I mean, it still is one of my pride and joys. But last summer, Hunter was my my big project. Um, but yeah, so I'd say probably probably Boba Fett was most difficult just because of the level of precision needed. But Hunter right. was also a lot of learning new skills. Yeah, no, I, um, I, so, uh, I like hear that, that making Boba Fett is the most difficult one, but something I don't hear is with people have a bunch of costumes, like in your opinion, what's the most like fun costume that you like to wear the most, like little like convention stuff. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm like, from um, your shirt, I, I, I kind of lean on, you know, Captain Rex, but Rex, I think is still my favorite to wear. Um, you like between Rex and Boa Fett, you get different generational kind of enthusiasm. Um, yeah. for Rex, you kind of get, especially the younger crowd, you do get some, some more adult fans and stuff too, because everyone loves Captain Rex. Um, but it's always really fun to have that interaction with kids and stuff. Cause, cause that was me growing up with the Clone Wars. Um, I was just enamored with clone armor and Captain Rex as a character. Um, and to to have that kind of go full circle is is super cool like one of my favorite memories from uh celebration chicago was i was trooping the floor in rex um and there was a a kid that came up in a in a captain rex costume and took a picture with me um and there's a picture of me doing the same thing at star wars weekends in 2010 at disney with their captain rex there i had a a Captain Rex costume that I made out of cardboard and duct tape. And I wore it in the parks and got a picture with Captain Rex. And I was ecstatic about that. Um, and to have it kind of come full circle and like return the favor to the fandom felt, felt really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rex is still definitely my, my favorite costume overall to wear just because of the, the general interactions you get with people. Boba Fett probably has some of the more, memorable moments because some people just lose their minds i had a dude come up to me at a convention one time when i was wearing both he goes dude you're tattooed on my chest <laughs> and i didn't i had no idea how to react to that so i was just kind of like cool okay. yeah. <laughs> like that, that's great man um and, and that's like i was saying with the the generational thing you get a lot of these these older fans who Boba Fett was their their favorite growing up 
just because of like that Kenner toy and um, the, even just a little bit we saw on screen of Boba Fett, but yeah. 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 No, it's, I mean, it's, it's so cool too. I like, I, I mean, um, having, uh, having people in costume, like, like, I mean, it is one thing to, to like see like something on, on, you know, on TV or movies and stuff. And then you, you go out somewhere and then you see like that costume in real life or, or that thing in real life. Like I, I mean, you will soon experience this hunter, but seeing the Falcon for the first time at Gox's edge and I'm going to cry. Dude, I'm gonna cry. There's I cry there's so much, literally man. no question. <laughs> it I mean it is so cool. Like I I mean it is awesome to to see something that that you love so much like in real life and 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 then like like to have it like you know f- for you to have that Captain Rex costume like it, it's 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 awesome. It's fantastic. So um if you're interested in, in uh in doing costumes uh is uh is there any advice that that you can give um, the people that listen to our podcast? Yeah. Um, first and foremost is research. Like it's, it really helps to know what you're getting into. Um, and that doesn't even go for just an accuracy standpoint. Um, like us in the costuming clubs, accuracy is obviously paramount to a lot of other things, but even if like researching the techniques you need, um, and some people, don't intend to join the costuming clubs, which is totally fine. Like that's like, it's, it's still great to get out and be a part of the cosplay community and do that. Um, but because some people don't want to join them, they don't really, they try and like steer away from resources that are connected to the community. And yeah, and that that's not what the community, what the 501st community is about at all. Um, Cause each detachment like each grouping of costumes in the 501st has their own forums and you can go on there and you can learn so much um like on so i'm on the staff for the clone trooper detachment and on our forums we still have people come on who who aren't intending to join but we still help them through the build process and there's so many great resources out there um just because the 501st has been around for such a long time that everyone can learn from um and even if you're not um like even if you're not building that direct costume, like I, I spend time just watching random YouTube videos about cosplay and stuff like Adam Savage's tested channel. Yep. Absolutely love his videos. Um, and just watching other people problem solve, um, kind of gets your mind in the right, in the, in the right mindset, um, to, to tackle a, a costume build. Um, and then I guess another thing that I say is just, reach out to people like make make friends in the community um like i said i'm always happy to talk to people online about it or or in person too which i mean that doesn't really happen sometimes we get local recruits and stuff but um yeah i'm I'm always happy to talk to people um but reach out to if there's someone that has a that has done something that you want to to do or um you think use the similar technique to something that you could use for your own build, reach out to them because chances are they're just as excited about it as you are. And they're going to love talking about it. Um, Cause that's, it's, it's not a competition and it, it never should be that way. Um, it's everyone celebrating their love of star Wars or, or whatever property you're trying to build a costume or prop for. Um, yeah, so I stay involved with the community. Just look around, look around the internet. There's so much stuff on the internet, <laughs> as you all know. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's be ready to learn. You're not going to sit down and it's not going to come together overnight. I made, I've made plenty of mistakes on my builds. Um, everyone makes them. It's, it's, it's never going to be perfect your first try, but that's right. okay. Yeah. I, um, uh, as of right now, I've, I've, uh, I've been working on, on my Mandalorian costume and I, th- and I started with the rifle and, and I'm, I'm still sanding that rifle, man. Like mm-hmm. sanding takes time. Like it takes yeah. a lot of time for me. Yeah. 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 Those are all three uh, prints, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that 3D printing has been a really incredible asset to the costuming community because um, it's allowed people to do so much more. Um, granted, it, it involves a few more steps than if you were to start with a resin cast or backform yep. plastic. Um, but it's it's made so many complicated things a lot more accessible to to the general public because you can you can get a, a really good printer now for like four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, sounds like a lot, but it's, you, you make your money back in, in the enjoyment you get from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, and, uh, and, and something awesome about that is that, you know, it's not just costumes, it's props too, because if I know that you, um, that you ended up making a, uh, a paddle droid, uh, head. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I, yeah. So, so those do come in handy. Um, uh, because of some, some people just do it to, to just to have the props around their house. Cause I, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think Craig Hobbs, uh, uh, yeah. has been, yeah, I was going to say he, he's done so much with his, and right now he is working on his R2D2. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it's so awesome. His progress. Oh yeah, dude. He's awesome. Uh, I believe he just built, um, he ended up building a, a, Wrecker helmet and i think he's yeah. trying to help someone to make wrecker even though mm-hmm. i'm i'm just thinking like for that costume i feel like you have to wear kind of like platform shoes or something because he's such a tall See, guy wrecker is big yeah he's um, huge. but yeah craig's been talking to me about wrecker and it's it's so exciting to, yeah. to see other bad batch builds like start to kind of come out of the woodwork now that the show has started um there's a couple of my friends online have been getting together out in California. They have a, a hunter, a tech and a crosshair. Um, so That's they're getting cool. close to a full squad, which I cannot wait to see someone um, actually get together with a, a full squad. That will, will just be fantastic. And I mean, I can't wait to be a part of one myself too. Cause yeah. <laughs> how cool would that be? Like you were saying with that shoot I did um, with me and Boba and then um, two of my buddies in Django and, and Din. Um, it's, it's, it's just cool to hang out and have a good time in armor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I, uh, I, I guess if you were ever at, um, a bunch of conventions in Michigan and stuff, you know, you will probably end up uh, seeing Hunter there. Uh, and I believe you also do Spider-Man too, right? I do. I, I actually only wore that costume once. Um, Oh, really? I'd like to do it more. And I don't know just it's it feels weird wearing a spandex suit man <laughs> yeah, 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 yes yeah no I, I i was gonna say i i used to have spider-man but then i moved to captain america and honestly i think you would make a good captain america i've been thinking about moving to cap um, yeah yeah that I, might I mean, be um i'm, I'm kind of following your footsteps a little bit you've been talking me through my han build um yep. actually mm-hmm. i just ordered the last uh 
last couple of parts that I needed the other night and they oh, should good. be here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, so I'll be finishing that up and then I'm working on a Lord star killer build right now too. That is nice. completion. So yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, um, uh, after that, maybe of, I'll tackle cap. Yeah. Um, because of four, uh, four star killer, you, uh, you ended up finding someone selling it and, uh, and then you just started remastering it. Yeah, pretty much. So there's really only one person, like one maker who's ever sold parts for this costume. And right now they're just too busy to be taking on um, commissions for even kit parts. Um, so I was just kind of told to wait by them. And then I just happened to see someone who had had ordered parts from them a while back and just wasn't going to finish the build. Like they, they had got it. They never even took the sticky um, back covering off the Velcro to place okay. it. So it was pretty much just like brand new out of the box from um wicked armor the company that or the the prop house that produced the parts so i had i had to do a lot of sizing fit it to me um and yeah just get it get it ready to wear awesome man well uh well thank you so much for being on the show guys yeah this uh, was great uh if you have, you know, any questions about costumes, uh, I, I guess, you know, I would go on Instagram and follow him. He's, he's got yeah. great stuff. He's Hit posting all the time. Um, David, I, 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 Ray, I think that's everything, right? Yeah. So Hunter, where can everyone find you at? Um, you can find me on Instagram at J guy Hunter, as I said earlier, J A I G underscore E Y E underscore Hunter. Um, and then same thing on TikTok too. I've been putting out content there too. That's a little more goofy than the stuff I put on Instagram. Um, but yeah, either, either of those places. All right. Awesome. All right. All right. So for Colin, Ray and Hunter, my name's David and may the force be with you. Always. 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 Always.